0: Hi, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Joe. So glad you could join me for our home worship today. Uh, it's a beautiful day in California, United States. I hope it's a pretty day wherever you are. We just praise God and Jesus, Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. You'll hear me say Yeshua sometimes. It's how you say Jesus in Hebrew. The, the, the amazing grace, the love, your scripture says, love covers a multitude of sins. And what that scripture is talking about is Jesus, Yeshua, dying for all of the sins of the world, of all the people ever born from the beginning of creation to the end. Amen. That's powerful. You know, one time I was was trying to understand, you know, because I don't know about you, but myself, you know, after... uh, uh, the, the Israelites committing adultery, har- harlotry, as the Bible says, uh, worshiping idols over and over, back and forth, coming back to the Lord, leaving the Lord. You know, before I would have sent my son to die for everyone's sins, I would have just destroyed the earth and everything on it. But God's love for us was different than mine. And that's the love that covers the multitude of sins. So praise God that our sins were nailed to the cross and were washed with the blood of Jesus. Amen. So praise Him. Thank you. Lord, Savior, Jesus, Yeshua, and God the Father. We just can't thank Him enough. Amen? Amen. All right, so today's study is entitled A Message to the World. More so, a warning to the world. Okay, brothers and sisters? And so we'll dig right in. Just read two passages and maybe a third quick verse to tie the whole thing in. The first book we're going to read out of is the old text. Zachariah was a prophet who, you know, prophesies the future. And we're going to be reading from chapter 14, the last chapter of the book, verses 1 and 2. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst, for I will gather all nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, the women ravished, half the city shall go into captivity, But the remnant of the people shall be, shall not be cut off from the city. And the word speaks for itself. I need not interpret that for you. It's very clear that God himself is going to orchestrate. See, that's how God knows the future, brothers and sisters. He orchestrates things. That's how he can predict the future. And here he's orchestrating the nation surrounding Israel, Jerusalem, to attack them. And now we're going to go to the book of Sephaniah, another prophet, reading from chapter 2 1 through 7. Gather yourselves together, yes, gather together. O undesirable undesirable nation, before the decree is issued, or the day passes like a shaft, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, exclamation mark. He has to say it twice for us to get our attention Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. For Gaza shall be forsaken, and Ashkelon desolate. They shall drive out Ashdod at noonday, and Ekron shall be uprooted. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nations of the Churathites. The words of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines. I will destroy you. So there shall be no inhabitant. The seacoast shall be a pasture with shelters and shepherds and folds for flocks, The coast shall be for the remnant of the house of Judah. You see, God loves the Jews. They were his chosen people. They still are. He loved them then. And I assure you, brothers and sisters, he loves them now. But he's not happy with them. As, As I've shared with you before on the two trips that I went, I discovered that Uh, the ultra-Orthodox Jews will not allow the name Yeshua to be said in their home. Not allow their children to speak to anyone about Yeshua, they could be punished. Can you imagine? You remember, God sent His Son, Jesus came for the Jews first. He's their Messiah. Fortunately, because their branches being plucked off because of their unbelief, us Gentiles got to be grafted in and, and, and be part of that salvation and that eternal life forever and ever with our Lord and Savior forever. So what the scripture here is saying is that uh, as we've read before that, you know, he, He's not going to leave them unpunished. You know, we reap what we sow, and we have read where two-thirds of Israel will die, but one-third will live, the remnant. This is the where he finishes, where that coastline, if you know the cities of Gaza and the surrounding cities that were mentioned here, they are on the coast of Israel. beautiful land, prime land, brothers and sisters. I heard a preacher preach once. he says, "When I get to the kingdom, my land's going to be in Gaza." Well, maybe it will be, right? Because scripture's saying that, you know, when this is all said and done, and in the kingdom of heaven, you know, Jesus is going to reign, and uh, and uh, it's going to be beautiful, you know. But right now, right now, is is uh, Gaza. Gaza is the. Um, The impact center of all this, Uh, I don't know if you follow the news, but um, you know in Gaza there's only, I am told, there's only 350 Christians living in Gaza. And there's militant groups there and they're sponsored by Iran. Sponsored by how? Giving them weapons to fight Israel you know. The leader of Iran recently has appealed to the Arab surrounding countries to assist Palestine, Palestinians in in going against Israel. So we're going to read a quick passage in Revelations chapter 13. When I went through uh, Revelations and the series uh, Seeing into the future, we stayed away from chapter 13. It talks a lot about the Antichrist and the surrounding time that we're in, but I'm just going to touch on very briefly really uh, one and a half verses here. So if reading from Revelation 13, well just uh, to save time, I'm going to tell you in the first verse it talks about there's a beast and the beast has seven heads. The seven heads are countries. And read it from verse 3. And I saw one of the heads as if it had been mortally wounded. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So the Holy Spirit told me to tell you that the head of that beast that's wounded is Iran. And the head that he, that comes and heals that wound is Russia. Now, you're sitting here and you're saying, okay, brother Joe, I'm living in America. I'm living in the United States. So they're going to have a big war over there. What does that to mean? Well, you know, our president and the presidents before him have always supported Israel. They God. Because why? Because Israel is the chosen people. We want to be on the right side. Amen? Amen. And so, who do we support? Israel. Who's being attacked? Israel. Do you get the picture, brothers and sisters? We could very well be headed for World War III. Let me read you one more thing. Going back to Zechariah chapter 14, the last uh, chapter, verse 12. And this shall be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem. The flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet, their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths." Brothers and sisters, that is a nuclear bomb. That is how this happens to all the nations that attack Israel. You see, God is going to let them attack them just as He let Babylon and King Nebuchadnezzar attack King Zedekiah and Israel because of their unbelief, they're not following the Lord, but then he punishes the, 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 the countries that he has do this. Okay? Now when he talks about plagues, it can be pestilence, which is what we have now with the coronavirus, but it's also wars. And in this case, it's wars. You understand? So brothers and sisters, okay? This message is not just to wake you up and tell you that, you know, much destruction is is on the way. But it's to save lives. When God warns people, it's not to condemn them. It's to save them so that they humble themselves. Remember when we read um We read the the first passage, uh, Zephaniah. What is he telling the people to do? In verse three, he says, Seek the Lord all you meek of the earth. You have to be humble to be saved. He says, if you're not humble like a little child, you won't make it. People don't accept Jesus, Yeshua in their heart because they don't think they need God. They're too puffed up. They're too proud. No, brothers and sisters, we need God. When I was young, people would say, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't need a crutch. I need a crutch. I need God to lift me, carry me through the trials, through the fire. And we're going to be going through the fire. And I'm telling you that if you haven't received Yeshua in your heart, you need to. You need to today. And if you've backslid as a prodigal son or daughter, remember when the prodigal son comes back before he reaches God, God himself runs to him, puts a robe on him, puts a ring on him and has a celebration. And angels in heaven will be celebrating today. If you repeat the prayer of repentance with me to come back to the Lord or come to the Lord, whichever it is, brothers and sisters, don't wait to the last minute. It will be too late. When God told Noah to build the boat, And everybody laughed at him because he said, there's going to be a flood of rain. It had never rained before, brothers and sisters. So they laughed. You could see that, right? It never rained before. And they laughed and they scorned Noah. But Noah had friends. He had a heart of gold. That's why God saved him and his family. So the scripture says that God, after Noah, brings in the animals, his family, God is the one who shuts the door. So when all these people come scratching at the door, Noah, Noah, let me in. Noah could not open the door for him because God shut the door. You understand? There's a saying, people don't miss the water till the well runs dry. The water is the Holy Spirit. The well, if God takes the well away from you, Turns his back on you. Takes his church up, which he's going to, brothers and sisters. Because we're not appointed to the wrath, which is the tribulation, which is worse than a nuclear war. So brothers and sisters, we've got to get right with God. Because we don't know when he's going to just take us naturally. When it's our time. When it's his time to take us. You see Jesus has two keys, the keys to hell and the keys to death. No one dies unless Jesus says so. Nobody goes to hell unless Jesus says so. So if it's your time he wants to take you off this planet, you're not bearing fruit, he'll take you. Or he could take you in this war, we could get hit with a nuclear bomb. Or he could take the church up and you want to be with that group brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. So if uh, you want to receive salvation today or come back to the kingdom, uh, bow your heads and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before your throne. We ask you, please forgive us for our sins. We thank you, Lord, for sending your only son to die on the cross to be buried and arise for us. We promise to repent from our sinful ways, by making proper changes in our life, to renew our mind. And then we pray that you cast out this carnal mind completely. And as your scripture promises, renew our mind completely. And as the scripture says, we pray that you cast out this stony heart of mine. And renew it with a flesh circumcised, pure loving heart. And dear Father, please write our names in the book of Life And seal us for the day of redemption. We pray this in the precious name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. So now live up to your oath to the Lord. Make proper changes. First thing is get rid of any evil company and anything that causes you to sin. You see, the devil, even when you get saved, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. You have repented worthy to receive the Holy Spirit, and he fills you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy what is God's. Right? So. If he tempts you, you rebuke him in Jesus' name and he will flee. Do what you can. God will not fill you with the Holy Spirit until you have repented 100%. If there's trash inside, he won't come inside, okay? That's somebody who repents 99% but wants to hold on that one sin. and God's not going to accept it not going to come in communion with you and cast out that evil spirit and fill his spirit with you until you give him 100%. And none of us are perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. Walked third. And he knows that. And we're going to make mistakes as Christians. And we ask forgiveness and he forgives us. Praise God. Remember, the born again Christian sins rarely because he wants to please God and do his will. But the one that's not sins perpetually over and over. So be the one trying to please God and do His will all the time. Keep your mind on Jesus, Yeshua, and to be like Him as to please God and do His will. And we'll all be together in heaven someday. So brothers and sisters, Remember to pray up and read up every day and keep the love of Yeshua, Jesus, in your heart and we'll all be together in the kingdom of heaven someday. Amen.